Hello, musical theatre fans. Welcome to the Mayor of Musical Theatre podcast. My name is Ian Boquet, and every week I ask special guests from the world of musical theatre and beyond all about their favourite musicals and what one show they would order run forever if they were the Mayor of Musical Theatre. A made-up position, made up just so we can get some people talking about what shows they love. Um, this week, it's an incredible guest. It's always an incredible guest, but this week... Um, and there was a Twitter video put out recently for the tour of the Bodyguard, um, featuring the incredible vocals of Zoe Burkett. And I was utterly blown away. Um, I'll be linking to this video on social media. Don't you worry. Um, just the best voice you've ever heard. Obviously, you know Zoe Burkett from a million different theatre shows that we will talk about during the interview, as well as, of course, starring in the original series of Pop Idol. And she is a phenomenal talent incredible person. Um, we had a few sound issues during the record, so just look out for them. But she handled it super professionally. It turned out a wonderful interview. And uh, yeah, I mean, this tour of the Bodyguard is going to be something to see. Um, so it's just played in Crawley and it's about to open in Bournemouth between the 7th and 12th of August. Then it'll be in Newcastle from the 15th to the 19th of August, Cheltenham, the 21st to 26th of August, and then 28th to 2nd of September, my birthday, 2nd of September, is in Norwich, all starring Zoe Burkett. If you don't live in those cities, that is a real shame because Zoe Burkett is incredible, but the tour will be continuing to Liverpool, Dublin, Belfast, Inverness and Sheffield, Eastbourne, Woking, Southampton, Blackpool, Truro, Oxford, Birmingham, Glasgow, and during those dates it will be starring Emily Williams, who is another incredible performer. But today it's Zoe Burkett. Um, I hope you enjoy this interview. This podcast is produced in association with musicaltheaterreview.com, your premier source for all things on stage, backstage and worldwide in the world of musical theatre. Um, so do follow Zoe on the social medias. Those links are in the show notes. Follow musicaltheaterreview.com and this podcast. This is at Musical Mayor Pod. And I hope you enjoy this interview with Zoe Burkett. long as I come away going, yeah, I learned something from that, then so be it. Welcome to the Mayor of Musical Theatre podcast. I am composer, reviewer, photographer and now podcaster slash fake mayor Ian Boquet, but I am far less worthy of the title of Mayor of Musical Theatre than my guest today. She first unleashed her ridiculously amazing singing voice on the British public in the original series of Pop Idol when she was only 16 years old. Since then, she has been a recording artist, a Big Brother contestant, but most importantly, an incredible musical theatre performer, starring in shows like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Thriller, Live, Moulin Rouge and most recently, The wonderful Great British Bake Off and she is now starring in a touring production of The Bodyguard the musical in Crawley, Bournemouth, Newcastle, Cheltenham and Norwich this summer. Zoe Burkett thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah we're welcome. Uh, so any of our listeners who remember you from Pop Idol remember that you were performing a lot of Whitney Houston songs then you belted the hell out of those amazing numbers so it must be a great full circle moment for you to be starring in The Bodyguard now. Absolutely it, it certainly is um yeah, pretty much every other week I was singing with my idol my whole life, you know, even still to, you know, current, current day. Um, this is actually my second time of being a part of the Bodyguard. So the first time round, um, when I got the call about being part of the show, it was seven, seven and a half years ago it was now. 
I was, as you can imagine, absolutely over the moon. I was like, oh, you know, Whitney's my idol. This is such a huge role. It's a great challenge for me. Um, and being part of, you know, the, the first part of the, the, the tour was was incredible. It was such a, a great experience. I learned so much as an actress, as a singer, as a vo- you know, especially as a vocalist. Um, and it was brilliant. But to come back now seven years later, I've done so much in the last seven years. You know, obviously we've had a, a pandemic, but I mean, that, that aside, my career has continued to grow. Um, we are doing Moulin Rouge, and I was in Rock of Ages. I've just finished the Great British Bake Off musical um, in the West End, and straight after the Bodyguard, I head into the Witches at the National Rodal's Witches. So it's been such a great, you know, process for me for me over the over the last seven years, in particular. And I'm a mother as well, so a lot has changed. So for me to go back into this role, I'm super excited. Again, it's another challenge. I'm a little bit older now. I, I, I think I'm a much more better, you know, a better actress and more experienced. I think life experience helps you as an actress as well, especially with me being a mother in real life and me playing a mother um, within the bodyguard is going to be great for me. Um, so I'm really excited to get back to rehearsals. I start tomorrow. Super exciting. Um, I know everyone listening to this will have heard the Bodyguard soundtrack a hundred times, but how do you sell the live experience to people? How do you sell the difference between seeing it and experiencing it live in person compared to just watching the film? I think, you know, the, the, the songs itself, I mean, obviously, if it, even if you haven't seen the Bodyguard film, you know, some people may not have seen it and just, you know, love Whitney Houston, but have never actually gotten around to watch the Bodyguard film. Um, I think, one, the story is, you know, is easy enough to follow. You know, if, if you are a musical theatre fan, but you haven't particularly, for whatever reason, seen the Bodyguard, the, mu- the musical is easy to follow as far as a script goes and storyline. And then with the music on top of that, you're just drawn in. I mean, I went to watch the show as a bit of a recap of the week. And, you know, obviously I was part of the first tour. There are different changes for me. But even still, from the moment you open and you hear that gunshot, not to give too much away, you're ready, you know. And the first song, again, don't want to give too much away, but the first song is pure Whitney. You know, it's it's, it's Whitney at its best. And we we grab hold of you. And it's it's our job, whoever is playing Rachel Marin, to make sure that from that moment, from that moment that curtain goes up, you're, you're saying this is what you're going to watch now for the next two and a half hours. Sit back, enjoy. I'm about to take you on the ride of your life. Enjoy yourself. Clap along in moments where, you know, I invite you to. But um, just enjoy. It's it's an emotional piece. There's some beautiful moments and I do some great duets with another singer, um, Emily, who I get to meet next week. Um, but one of the duets that I sing from last time and they've kept it is Run To You which is beautiful and obviously we know that is, is one of Whitney Houston's biggest solo numbers but the way they have rewritten it and arranged it into a duet I think is really clever um, and how they've incorporated the songs throughout the story as well is, is fantastic they, they place perfectly throughout the numbers at the whole show You mentioned briefly earlier that after this run in The Bodyguard, you're going to be appearing in The Witches, a brand new musical in National Theatre. That's with music by Dave Malloy, who's a great hero of mine. Not much is known about it yet. Are there any secrets you can reveal about that? Do you know much about it going in? I know nothing so far. Um, What I do know is it has been workshopping for about five years. So it's been on the go and, you know, lots of different changes. But um, I think it's going to be incredible and I think it's going to be very big because they have been like I say when you, when something's been workshop a few a few times they want to get it right it's a really good sign they're not just going in you know straight away and hope the best um 
and the people so far that are involved, you know, are incredible. Lindsay Taylor is, a, you know, a huge, famous director of mine. I'm a huge, huge fan. Um, her work at the National is incredible. And even for me just to be at the National, it's my first time at working at the National. And you hear so many incredible things at opening night that happens. You get to mingle with other actors in the shows and stuff at the National. Um, so, yeah, I have no gossip as, as yet because... Finish bodyguard on the Saturday, and I start witch on the Monday. So I'm back to back, and I'm I'm now from from tomorrow officially. I'm nonstop until the end of January 2024. Incredible! I mean, you're doing such amazing things in musical theatre at the moment. You're obviously a stupendously talented person. You could be doing millions of things. What is it that drives you to to pursue musical theatre with its eight shows a week and physically demanding schedule? Yeah, I think it is that. I mean, I'm, I'm a person who loves a cha- challenge for a start. You know, I did Moulin Rouge original cast last year for the, the full uh, 12 months. And that was probably one of the hardest musicals I've ever been a part of as far as, you know, ath- being an athlete. There is no doubt about it. You know, I, I had to be the most fittest, physically fit, vocally fit I've ever been in my life. Um, and that was a challenge for me initially because the the previous year before that just coming out of the back of the pandemic I actually had a hip replacement at 35 so I'm one of the youngest patients to have a hip replacement um and then when I got Moulin Rouge I, I thought I'm not gonna let this define me I've got a brand new hip so I've got you know the hip of a 21 year old now so I can do all the things so for 12 months I was doing can can kicks I was doing cartwheels I was doing lifts um I was the strongest physically I'd ever been in my life um, and things like that always draw me to musical theatre because it's always change. There's always challenge. There's always something else to hone into. Um, and I do believe the moment you stop growing is when, you know, you, you stop. You have to keep up with different things. Um, I love the excitement of musical theatre. I mean, you know, again, bodyguard is, is one thing. I feel like for me to go back to this role, again, as a, as a mother, slightly older, as a better actress, a better vocalist and more experienced, it's five weeks that I'm going to really enjoy, you know. And then to head into witches, which is, I'm one of the lead uh, five witches. My role is Pippa. And just little moments, I'm a huge fan of the film, you know, for, for a start. So just, I can't wait to hear those words, witches, remove your wigs. And you do the whole, you take off the aesthetics, you take off the wigs. I'm really intrigued how they're going to do it as a production as well. Um, I know that we have a lot of children. I think they were auditioning around 30 children. So I think as a scale, it's going to be a very, very big production. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, musical theatre, there's a lot out there at the minute that I, I, I love. So, yeah, it's perfect at the moment for me. Obviously, when you were young, you were you're on national TV, you were singing a lot. But do you remember back in your childhood, was there something that really got you into musical theatre? Was there like one show which really sparked your love for it? Yeah, I'm obsessed with cats and I'm still obsessed with cats. <laughs> um, and I'm yet to play Grizabella and it's on my list. That would be amazing. Um, yeah, it's on my list of roles. I've never really been old enough as of yet, but, um, but I'm definitely, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm 38 now, last, last week, and so... I will be at some point ready for them them type of roles. And yeah, just I remember in particular, and he's a very good friend of mine now, which is lovely, John Partridge. He was playing Rum Tum Tugger. That was my first experience in musical theatre. My mum brought me to London. I'm originally from the Northeast. And we went and watched Cats. And I'm, I remember the Cats coming out into the audience at the beginning. And that was something I never experienced as a child. And I, and I am a musical theatre, you know, a kid. I, I was one of the little ones in Roald Dahl's A Twits. I was also in Joseph and Technical Dream Court as one of the little children as well. So I, I had experience of theatre. 
But that was with it on the stage. But that was my first experience as an audience member where the actors were actually in the audience. And I was like, what? And I remember this cat coming right up to me and I remember, it just grabbed me so much. Um, and even now when I hear, you know, about revivals of cats that are happening, I'm always the first person to be like, okay, when's it on? Where's it at? Can I go? I'm a huge cats fan. Cats is one of those great shows. It's so unlike anything else. And the songs, I mean, memory gets stuck in my head all the time. Um, our second question actually is, what, which musical score gets stuck in your head the most often? Is there one that you can't get out of your head? It changes, but at the moment, I've got a little girl who's six and she's really into music. I've literally got a piano here and she's loves Hamilton. So we're going through the Hamilton phase with Ari at the minute. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of Hamilton anyway, but you know it's been running now for about six years, I think it is. So I'm used to the soundtrack. Um, and she's at that age where she's starting to understand music and she's liking hip hop and she's liking the beat of it and the rap. So at the, at the moment, we've got a lot of Hamilton happening in my house. <laughs> That's phenomenal to hear. Hamilton's one of those that's got so many different musical styles in one piece and so many words. To get that stuck in your head, you've memorised, what, 10, 100,000 words or something? Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's one song, One Shot, that she loves. She likes all the Skylar Sister songs, but the Hamilton song, Mom, can we put One Shot on? Okay, yeah, of course. But then also, you know, over the last few weeks, when I've been doing long drives here and there, um, I put on... You know, my, my bodyguard stuff so she's also into Whitney so the minute she's on the school one this morning can I have Queen of the Night absolutely so she's getting into Whitney now which is going to be great because I think it's hard with, with children at, at that age when they come and watch a musical you know unless it's something like Matilda or you know a Christmas pantomime or you know a, a very much a child-friendly show they can switch off and that's one thing I didn't want her to do I, I really wanted to come and see me the bodyguard so she gets an understanding of of what mummy loves as well and what mummy does well um but it is more of a of an older audience rather, rather than you know a, a children's show so the fact that i'm getting her into music now then at least she can tap along and she can sing and she's not going to switch off which is great <laughs> that is excellent mothering that's incredible um the bodyguard is one of those shows everyone's going to at least know what five six songs off by heart and then they'll hear the others and go oh my god i do know this everyone can get into it it's also i mean you're going taking it on tour it's coming to um norwich bournemouth uh crawley yeah, newcastle because the northeast they're very proud northerners and they're always supportive of me so, and we're coming to, know, uh, to newcastle as well very important yes i mean uh, there'll be a lot of people following it around i imagine it's on those shows um it's a shame it's not on in london anymore um is there a show that's currently playing in london which is your favorite few you know i mean what usually i'm in shows so it's hard for me to catch them but i'll try and catch a matinee and then i want to do my evening show but um you know i loved back to the future i saw that um i thought that was a great piece of, of theater as far as you know visually you know all of the leds you know, the, the lightning team have done such a fantastic you know job with, with that show and the car i think the actors are super talented you know the guy who plays you know martin mcfly and doc and also for me there was actually a standout character who i wasn't aware of in the film which was um george mcfly's father and it's a guy it's a guy who plays george mcfly sorry uh, martin mcfly's father and it's a guy who plays dad george and this actor in particular who played him when i watched him who i think is original cast and i think he's been on for the year was sensational. I mean, he I couldn't take my eyes off him. I was like, who is he through the programme? Um, so Back to the Future for me is definitely um, up there. But you've got some great ones now. You know, Into Proud has just opened as well. Um, you know, Sylvia was phenomenal. I, I also saw um, Standing at the Sky's Edge. That's closed now at the, at the National. But there's really been some great pieces of, of musical theatre over the last 12 months. 
all beautiful, beautiful shows. And Back to the Future especially, you're right, it's it's impossible not to like because it's just so stunning visually and it's really funny as well. It's it's a phenomenal musical. Is there a show which makes you laugh the most? Yeah, there's, there's a few. I mean, Book of Mormon, I, I loved. I howled all the way through that, you know. Um, but I think as well, without being a bit biased, I just finished Bake Off and... The Great British Bring Up Musical was hilarious. Did you get to see it? I did. It, um, we, I interviewed um, John Owen Jones a few weeks ago on the podcast, and it's such a funny musical. It's fantastic. We all loved it. I mean, as far as backstage vibe goes, we all got on like a house of fire, which was brilliant. But the show was so beautifully written by Jake and Pippa. The music was stunning. But it, the, the comedy in that, and you know, within my part, I was a comedy duo, Kim and Jim, myself and Scott Page, and Scott is hilarious anyway. So we just bounced off each other all the way through. We were able to, you know, adapt certain things of the script. Because I was Northern, I was able to change, you know, a few things. I could say pet here and there. Um, so the, you know, the, the team, the creatives were very flexible with, with me and Scott with what we could bring with our own personalities. And I thought, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. And, you know, that's just me being biased. But I just, I really think it's got... A lot more legs, Bake Off. It was, it was great to be a part of. It was such a fun show. I really hope it comes back in some form at some point soon. Have you heard anything? No, I mean, I think it might, it might tour at some point. Um, but again, you, you kind of, the West End's a pinnacle. You know, you want everything to go into, into West End. So we've had that. And they had the dream team as well. You know, as far as the creators were concerned and the producers, they, they had exactly who they wanted. So I don't think they may get that again because everyone's moving on to different things. Well, far away from the West End, what is your favourite movie musical? Again, I mean, Tina Turner is a huge idol of mine. So, for me, what, what's sort of got to do with it? Vangela Bassett, I'm you've seen the film, which is about Tina Turner's life, is one of the most incredible films of Tina Turner's life that you'll ever, you'll ever see. Um, and they, they made, you know, a musical of Tina Turner with, with that in mind, based really on, on the movie as well. And... It's just incredible. It's moving. It's powerful. The story is incredible of Tina, of Tina Turner's life. Um, that's got to be one of them. But I think I was part of Moulin Rouge and that movie, you know, back then was just iconic. It is iconic, you know, and there was nothing that was ever made like that by, you know, by the incredible Baz Luhrmann, who we all got to meet. And um, so to be part of that original cast, bringing it over to the West End was was phenomenal and I didn't realise you know, I knew the, the film I thought the film was great but I didn't realise how much hardcore fan base it had worldwide you know, as soon as we opened it was, it was it was huge so I think that was that, that definitely up there Moulin Rouge is one of my favourites Absolutely iconic you're right Which musical might people be surprised to learn you love? Maybe a guilty pleasure or something at odds with your personality? Well I, th- I think people are always surprised that I love cats always whenever I say I'm a huge cat fan. I watched it as a child, or you're almost like, what you? Because I love so much soul stuff, and um, they're always super shocked. And it, again, I love things like Starlight Express, some really old school ones as well. That you know, of, um, that are timeless. The timeless ones for me. Yeah, ones that people can be a little bit snobby about, but they're such good fun and such great songs. Absolutely. What musical, on the other side of the coin, which musical do other people really love, are obsessed with, but doesn't quite connect with you in the same way as they seem to love it? Like what I've seen lately where I was like, nah. I mean, it doesn't have to be something you hate, just, you know, you didn't quite get the vibe that everyone else did. You know, when I go, when I go and see something, I've usually got a lot of friends in it as well. So I never go in there and come away going like, nah, don't get the hype. I'm always 
someone who's quite supportive of the show because a lot of my friends are in it. So there hasn't really been anything that I've hated or I don't get the hype. Because I think musical theatre, it, it has so many... People love it for different reasons, you know? Different ages love it for different reasons. Young people love it for different reasons. You know, I know Heather's is huge, you know, within that kind of teen era. And I had, um, my best friend was um, Heather Chandler, Jodie Steele. So I went and watched it, all the original cast. And, you know, I wasn't like, oh, it's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. But I appreciate what it was. I understood why, you know, it has such a huge fan base. And not only that, I was like, oh, my best friend's amazing. So that could be, you know, an option. But really, it's musical theatre is, is that thing. Some people love it, some people hate it, and they've all got different opinions. And listen, as long as I come away going, yeah, I learned something from that, then so be it. <laughs> That's a great thing. Everyone's different. Everyone can appreciate different things. And if a show's got Jodie Steele in it, you're at least going to be blown away by her performance. She's incredible. What do you think is the most romantic musical? Oh, I think Moulin Rouge has got such a beautiful story. It's, it's a beautiful story of a star who falls in love, you know, with, with a poor writer, a poor artist, starving artist, which we all are. And, um, the fact that, you know, don't want to spoil, but the fact that she dies at the end is heartbreaking as well. Um, and also, the bodyguard, a very similar thing, you know, a very strong woman. This guy comes in and, you know, tries to change things around in her house and she's not having it. But then, you know, she falls in love with him. But then she realises for the safety of herself and her family that he has to just be there to do a job. But in the end, again, spoiler alert, they, they, they're not together in the end, you know, they go their separate ways. And that's the end of that. I, I feel it, you know. Um, so definitely Bodyguard and, and, and Moulin Rouge, I think, are beautiful pieces of, of theatre that are romantic and sometimes don't always end in a happy way. Um, do, would you consider yourself like a romantic, sensitive sort of person? Because doing The Bodyguard night after night, that's got to take a toll. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm lucky. I've been with my husband 10 years. And when I first did The Bodyguard, um, the guy who played Fang Farah was literally my best friend. He became so close. And he did with my husband, which was great. And um, I remember saying to my husband at one, at one point in the rehearsal, I was like, actually moments within the show where I feel like I'm falling in love with him. And he was like, brilliant, you have to go with that. I think that's the thing as an actress. And as long as you have someone who's supported by your side who understands that it is just literally a role. And when the, when the doors close, you come home to your, your normal life. You have to be able to lay yourself bare for those emotions. So in order for the, for the audience to think it's believable, I want people to think that I'm in love with that guy on stage. I want them to leave the theatre going, do they get really together in real life? And then people going, oh, no, marry me with a child. You know, I like, I, I want that. It's, it's important that I sell that story as an actress, that, that people are fully invested in the story where they come away and they're feeling heartbroken that me and this guy can't be together. They're listening to me singing, I will always love you for this guy because we can't be together. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A bodyguard, I'm obviously obsessed with the soundtrack. I'm obviously obsessed with the film. I've never seen it in real life and I can't wait for it to go on tour. I, I, there's been so much... I don't know how I've managed to avoid it in these last 10 years. I can't wait for it. It's going to be amazing. But is there a show like that for you which you've never seen before but you think you should see it? Maybe an old classic or a piece of new writing you're excited about? There is, there is. I've never seen Lemmy's. And I know, I know. And I get this a lot. Everyone's like, how haven't you seen him? I'm like, I know, especially working with John Owen Jones. I mean, he's he's been John Van John all over the world. He's Broadway. He's on... So 
I need to, to go and see it. And I've got friends in it at the moment. I know John Robbins who's, who's in it at the moment. And it's like, I have, I do have to go. But again, just getting him in it to go, it's impossible. And then other shows come in, you know, which are limited runs where you go, oh, quick, I've got to go quick and get a quick ticket before that closes. And I always find that because Limbus is always there, you kind of go, I will catch it at some point. But when? And the years go by. So I must go and see it. Yeah, I've got to go and see it. You're exactly right. It's lame is Phantom of the Opera. They're not going anywhere. So another day. You have time. <laughs> exactly. Which musical's fictional world would you most like to live in? Oh, like I imagine Moulin Rouge has a glamour, but then there's also a lot of heartbreak and disease. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I was part of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and that's another movie musical. Um and I mean, that was more, you know, factual because it, it was all about, you know, drag queens and, and, and homophobia. It was That story was in, incredible. Um, but as far as me dressing up as a diva every single night with my lashes on and my big red wig and draped in tinfoil. I mean, if I could live like that every day, that was pure fun and OTT drag queen glam. It was just... It was like a RuPaul drag race every single day of your life. So if I could live in that type of fictional world, <laughs> that And hilarious as well. Yeah, that's the best answer we've ever had to this question. Why has no one said Priscilla before? <laughs> okay, if you were to direct a radical restaging of a classic musical, which one would you choose to bring up to date in some way? Ooh, maybe something like Little Shop of Horrors. I love, I was brought up on Little Shop of Horrors. Um... Yeah, I'm a massive Little Shop of Horrors fan, and, and I've I'd always thought of myself of being one of the one of the girls, you know. Maybe something like, like Little Shop. I think it, it hasn't been done in a while. That's what I was thinking. It hasn't been in London for ages. Yeah, it hasn't been done in a, in a long time, and that's definitely something that I, I. It's a film I love from start to finish. So if it, if I was directing it, I know that I would get fulfilment out of doing that. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's go, to the Little Shop. That sounds incredible. You're very business minded. I reckon someone will actually be doing that soon. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think. I mean, the plant. I mean, come on. Yes. And I love. Um, I think it's a guy from the Temptations. He was the voice of the plant in the, in the film. I think he was in Temptations. It was. Um, I know they do like a robot. I think now on some stages. But if we could get an actual actor with that type of <laughs> James, you know, Brown voice. I would love, yeah, I would love to be directed in someone like that. I mean, that was a pretty incredible impression just then. That's <laughs> The final question, last question. Um, if you were the mayor of musical theatre, if you had the power to order one show to run forever so you could go see it whenever you want, which show and in what venue? Ooh. So the venue would have to be the, the, the Dominion because it's huge. Um, it's a big venue and the sound system there is incredible. Um, you just need a show big enough to fill that space. It's so big. Cats. I'm going to go with cats because I'm a cats fan, as we all know, but I'm also going to put myself in there as Grisabella. That's allowed. For my dream cast. With the Dominion, so everyone can so can hear me belt um, that right to the back of the Dominion um, with an incredible sound guy just giving me all the levels. Uh, yeah, let's go with Cats at the Dominion and uh, starring me. <laughs> <laughs> giving yourself work way into the future, I love it. There you go. And it's such a big space as well. You can have the whole cast go and explore and bother the audience throughout the entire. Can you imagine that? Like all the, and you, I think I would overcast as well. Because I think it's it's hard right now after the, after the pandemic, you know, producers are sometimes, 
trying to get their money back and they don't put as many cast members in anymore because it's hard. They've got to kind of cut some of their staging down. But if I had the money behind me, I'd have like, I don't know, like 300 cats, 300 dancers just like coming out from different places. <laughs> oh, please make it happen. If any producers are listening to this, please make it happen. It would be so good. Thanks. <laughs> me too. Do it. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. You've been an amazing mayor of musical theatre. Oh, thank you very much for having me. So that was Zoe Burkett, the incredible Zoe Burkett. Such a phenomenal voice. As I said, I'll be linking to videos of her performing on social media all this week so you can enjoy the stupendously talented vocals of this woman. I hope you enjoyed the interview. She had some excellent choices, if I may say so. Um, she is performing with The Bodyguard in Bournemouth um, between the 7th and 12th of August, then Newcastle between the 15th and 19th of August, then Cheltenham the 21st to the 26th of August, Norwich 28th of August until the 2nd of September. And then, of course, that is my birthday, so everyone stops what they're doing. So, Burke, it won't be in a tour after that. But if you do want to go see The Bodyguard, because why wouldn't you? Wonderful show. You can also catch it in Liverpool, Dublin, Belfast, Inverness, Sheffield, Eastbourne, Woking, Southampton, Blackpool, Truro, Oxford, Birmingham and Glasgow. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Check out musicaltheatrereview.com, your premier source for all things on stage, backstage and worldwide. Uh, you can follow them on at Musical Theatre Review on Instagram and at Musical Theatre R on Twitter. You can follow this podcast at at Musical Mayor Pod on most of the social medias and Zoe Burkett as well. All those links are in the show notes um, as well as the ticket link for The Bodyguard. Great musical. Go see it. So I hope you enjoyed it and we'll be back at some point in the future. Not sure when the next one's scheduled, but it's going to be a good guest. There are honestly some amazing people lined up. You won't want to miss it. So please subscribe. Please rate, review, tell friends, whatever it is you do with podcasts. I don't like to get involved with that side. I just like talking a little bit too fast into a microphone. Anyway, have a good week. Keep it musical. Bye.